Welcome to the Amplify You podcast with your host, me, moi, Danielle, where I interview entrepreneurs from all different types of businesses and share their story and amplify them. I am so excited to share each and every one of them with you. And maybe you're going through an entrepreneurial journey and you might see yourself within them and that might help help elevate you. So I'm stoked. I hope you are. So stay tuned. This is going to be an incredible ride. Welcome, welcome back. I am so excited that you guys are here and I have an incredible, incredible human with me. Her name is Kara. And the first time I ever heard of her is when I started my entrepreneurial journey, right? I read one of her books, Girl Code, which we were going to get we're going to get to talking to, and it literally became my bible, literally. And it changed my outlook on who I am as a person and my outlook on life in general. So, Carol, I'm going to pass you the mic and do a little intro of yourself and we'll go from there. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And thank you to everybody for tuning in and listening. Um, God, where do I begin? I started 15 years ago this year, which is so wild to me with a blog called The Champagne Diet. I was sort of having like what I call like a quarter life crisis, working in a job that really wasn't like fulfilling me creatively. Wasn't I didn't feel like I was like reaching my potential. I was kind of in this point in my life where I was like, I cannot just like sit in a cubicle climb some corporate ladder and like retire and die. Like that's just not going to be my, my path. It can't be. And I started a blog that I call very tongue in cheek called the champagne diet because I started drinking champagne instead of like beer and cocktails. Cause it felt very elevated to me. And champagne quickly became this metaphor for me for celebrating my life, for toasting to the good things, the accomplishments, the success. I mean, honestly, when I think about it now, it's like, it was rooted in gratitude. It was just really like about before I knew about gratitude, right? Before I even like knew what that was and started learning about like law of attraction and all the things that we talk about in manifestation. But I started really just like viewing champagne as this metaphor for like this like extravagant, beautiful, glamorous life that I wanted to live with. Oh, you know, always having something to celebrate. And on the blog, I really just shared my stories. Mm -hmm. And I think I knew from like a young age that I wanted to be a writer. I knew that I wanted to write a book and I just didn't know what that was going to look like. So I was this girl in my mid twenties, like sharing stories about, you know, relationships and work and confidence and all of the things that we all deal with, you know, even now, like that I'm going to be 43. It's the same shit as when I was 27, 28, Mm -hmm. but in a different way. Um, And I started blogging and I was getting, you know, like responses from women that were reading my blog and they were like, I really love what you had to say about this. And can you give me advice on this? It's like, how can I actually turn this into a career? Like, I didn't think in the beginning, could I monetize this? I was like, I'll write a book. Then I was like, no, there's something more here. I want to be able to give women like direction and tips and advice and really be trained and skilled in how to do that. So I became a life coach, um, did a couple certifications in life coaching. So now I have like a, a coaching practice where I work like not specifically, but with a lot of women entrepreneurs who deal with a lot of the challenges that I think you and all of your listeners probably struggle with. Like, what does it look like to be a powerful, successful, career-driven woman in this society that we're in? How does that look when it comes to business, friendships, love, all the things? So that's kind of like the shortest summary I can get for the past 15 years, but that's kind of like who I am and what I'm about. No, I love that. And I kind of want to talk, get into the journey of, because you you also worked for MTV, right? Mm-hmm. Before, before all this, right? So yeah. how did you go from that to becoming an author and a podcaster and a life coach? 
very slowly, <laughs> very slowly and very intentionally. And it's, it's interesting because I, I used to hear these stories too, when I was first starting out, like, how do you get there? Like, what does that path look like? And I think it's different for everybody. For me, it was definitely figuring out, like following my passions and following my curiosities and then figuring out, like, how can I piece this together and turn it into what I didn't know at the time was a personal brand, which is what I was creating. So I first started with the book and I started writing and I had no idea what I was doing. I was like Googling how to write a book. Like Google is like your best friend. You know, at the time, the coaching and online education industry was very different. There weren't a lot of people out there who were doing webinars and masterclasses and programs on how to do this stuff. So I was literally on like writers forums, like asking people in free Facebook groups, like how did you, you know, self-publish? Cause that's the path that I eventually went down. And then I decided to become a life coach. So I went to coaching school at night and it was before Zoom. So I'm like totally dating myself. It was over a decade ago. It was like a 1-800 number. You'd call in like a conference line. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Teleclasses. And I did my certification and then I did another certification after that. And then like I slowly would take on clients. Like if I would have time, like on a Saturday morning, I would you know, tell people like, I can take you, you know, on a Saturday or I can take you like on a Thursday from like, you know, seven to 9 PM. So I was doing double duty for like a really long time. Mm-hmm. And at MTV, I self-published three books and I started my coaching practice all while working and getting promoted and climbing the ladder. I didn't want to climb, but I was doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I got to the point where I was making enough money in my side hustle. And I tell everybody this, like, don't quit until you know, you can bring in income Yes. You know, like you don't want to quit and be poor because it's never cute. It's never inspiring. It's never fun to have to like be broke and be like, what am I doing now? So yeah, I just kind of built it up from there. And then um, in 2014, I left, I resigned and I've just been kind of going from there. The podcast I started in 2017. So I think like I, I've just been building it as I go and it continues to grow and shift and evolve. And now we're here. And I think that you've built an incredible community as well along the way, right? And let, let's talk about, you know, Girl Code, because like I said, it's, it was definitely a game changer for me after reading that book. So obviously, you did you take some of your lifestyle to put in the book, right? For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Girl Code to me really just came from my own experience of getting into this new world. I, I mean, even things that I was experiencing in the court in corporate America, but like mm-hmm. getting into this new world where I was meeting a lot of women who were also entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, dealing with women in the corporate space. And I just kept feeling like, why are we all competing against each other? Mm-hmm. Like, why is there this feeling among women specifically where it's like, oh, if she's successful, she's taking something from me or she's not sharing everything with me. She's withholding information. And it's like really crazy because in my like years of learning and research and understanding like specifically like gender roles because I'm doing a ton of research on that now in terms of relationships women are are like raised little girls are raised to be collaborative we are raised to be friends and we share and like we're you know nurturers and caretakers and we want to be you know we focus on friendships and relationships but something happens along the way i think in society where women are like pitted against each other or we feel like we have to start competing with each other And I started to become friends with women who were the opposite of that. And there was a small group of women that I became very close friends with and they were different and they were opening doors for me. And they were like, sure, of course, I'll give you all my contacts. Like, no problem. You know, and I was always giving to them too, whatever I could give, because they were obviously further ahead in their journey, but I was kind. And I think that went a long way, was never expectant of anything. And I knew immediately, I was like, I want to be like them. Like, I want to mentor women and I want to 
give. And I always was a giver, but I don't want to be competitive. It's like, it's a horrible feeling to compete and feel insecure and, and come from that place of lack, like there's never enough. So Girl Code was really born out of that journey that I went on to like, just want to better myself and want to support women along the way. And like, collaborate. It just feels better to be friendly and to help someone up, to help somebody out, lift someone up rather than to just isolate yourself and be miserable. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that it's so true that, you know, that quote, like the, the women empowerment, you know, let's support one another. It's so important because being an entrepreneur is not easy and no. doing it solo is not easy. So I kind of want to talk about your journey within that. Did you, did you have that support? while you were, while you were growing your business? You know, I had it from some people in a sense, in a very surface level, like we support you, but like no one that had done it before. There were a few people like the women I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. uh, Carol and John, I have to give them a shout out if they're listening to this. They invited me on their radio show. This is like back when like radio was like still a thing. And this is probably like 2012 or 2013. And they invited me on there or maybe 2011, actually, they invited me on their radio show to talk about my book. And like after the call, after the interview, they were like, can we hang out? And I was like, sure. So Jonna invited me to her apartment. And like, I remember like, I was like young, I was like 31 at the time or something. And walking into this woman's penthouse apartment, you know, in Manhattan, I still lived in Brooklyn at the time, this beautiful building. And she had this like little party for her and like, you know, us and her other female entrepreneur friends. And they were so inviting and so warm to me. And they really took me under their wing. So that was like my group of women that I really found myself like associating with, but the rest of the women in my life, they didn't get it. You know, they, they believed in me, but they were also scared. And I think they came from a place of like, you know, get a good job, stay at that job, get health insurance, get a 401k and like never take a risk. Like don't stay in a, stay in a good deal, you know, stay in a good position. So it was weird. Like, it's not that I had people who were like, wanted to see me fail, but I didn't have many people who got it except for these women who really helped me inspire girl code and that whole movement. And I think that for those people that are kind of, you know, in that start of their journey, maybe like in that entrepreneurial journey, what kind of tips would you be able to give to them to not give up? Because it is such a, a difficult thing to, to, to stay on task. What would, what tips could you give? It is. I mean, I think the biggest one is like really go inside of yourself and like realize like, okay, why am I doing this? Like, what is this? What is my why? What is the call to this? Why do I feel so drawn to this? And I don't think that whatever you believe, whether it's God or the universe, like I don't think that the universe would give you a dream, give you a vision if you were not equipped to fulfill that vision, if you were not meant to execute it, right? I I always use this example. Like I didn't grow up wanting to be a brain surgeon. There's a reason for that. I'm not a fucking brain surgeon. Like I probably wouldn't be great at it. You know, I grew up wanting to be a writer and those are my natural gifts. And I've cultivated them over the years and turned them into you know, various things, but I think like tap into yourself and like what you feel naturally called to do. Cause I do think there's a reason for that. We all have these natural talents. I also think, you know, be careful about who you share things with mm-hmm. and not only be careful, cause there are some things I think you just can't tell certain people. Um, but I think understand where people are coming from when they give you advice, you don't have to take every bit of advice for, you know, you take it at face value, take it for what it is, take it from where it's coming from. Understand that people are only going to be able to support you to the extent that they can support themselves. Right. If someone Agreed. doesn't believe, right. Like if someone doesn't believe they can do it, like why are they going to think you can do it? They have a limited view of the world and what's possible. And on the flip side of that, 
find people who have an expansive limitless view of the world, right? Like tap into those people, even if it's somebody's podcast you listen to, right? Or someone's book you read, you might not even ever meet them in real life and that's okay. But like I had what I call secret mentors and I started like attaching myself, right? Like see these women where I'd like, this is, I think when I started Instagram wasn't a thing, but it was like books. I would read a book. I'd follow a Facebook page. I'd read a blog. I'd sign up for a newsletter and I would make this woman like my friend in my head. And I'm like, if she can do it, I can do it too. You know, so I'm going to look to her for like advice, even though she doesn't even know I exist. <laughs> I'm going to like, you know, like tap into that energy because everything is energy. So yeah, I mean, look to the women in the world who are doing it and just like believe that like they're, they're blazing the trail and, you know, you don't have to follow their path exactly, but use it as inspiration for your own. And I already think that you're doing, you're, you personally are doing it for so many. And I kind of, as we're kind of going through this, I kind of want to ask you, through your journey of entrepreneurship and where you are now, like, do you feel, this is like a question that I've been um, asked a couple of times. Do you feel like entrepreneurship is made or born? You're born into it. That's a great question. I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. So I think that a lot of us have, like I said, those natural talents and that dream to do it, but you have to work at it and not everything's going to stick. And it's not like, oh, I want this. So it's just all going to work out for me and be successful. I think there's a little bit of, um, you know, trial by fire, there's a lot of failure involved. Even if you're the best businesswoman on the planet, even if you're brilliant, even if you're connected, even if you have money, like you will still fail at certain things. Mm-hmm. And I don't even like think you really fail. I think it's just experience. I just use the word failure because people identify with that word. But I, I think when you do it enough, when you fuck up enough and you fail enough, you're like, oh, it's just another experience for me. You know, it's something to put in my toolkit that I know moving forward, I won't do that again. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's both for sure. I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. I think it is, it's definitely a mixture of both. And as we're kind of like framing out here, when you like looking at your success thus far, has there been moments where you look at yourself in the mirror and you're, you celebrate those small wins? Because uh, I've asked this a lot and it's been kind of not, not, not a 50, 50. It's been kind of like this and that. So I'd love to hear your response to that. I do. I'm really intentional about that because I think we can blow past things and not realize it and be like, well, you know, I did it today. So I'm moving. Like I told you before we got on this Uh this thing. Um, I live in an apartment, super cute. I live in Manhattan. I grew up in Brooklyn. So for anyone who's in New York, you know, it's, it's the big like end goal is to live in Manhattan. If you live in the five boroughs for most of us, right. Brooklyn is actually outpricing Manhattan now, but like back in the day, it was like the dream of all dreams to live in the city as we call it. Yep. And I remember getting this first apartment that I'm in now and thinking like, oh my God, like I've made it. You know, I'm in Manhattan, I'm here and my apartment's great. It's fine. It's cute, but it's an older building. It's like, it's not cheap. Obviously it's in the city, but like, it's, it's not like I grew out of it basically. So I'm moving into this new place and it's like this insane building and it's luxury celebrity, high, high profile building. And I had to have a moment with myself this morning where I was like packing and cleaning. And I was like, you have come so fucking far. Like take a minute and look back and realize that this now that is a comfort zone was the ultimate dream five years ago for you. And five years goes by in the blink of an eye, you know? So I think we do have to take those moments and and celebrate ourselves and clap for ourselves and be like, look at what you've done. Look at what you've built. And it goes quicker than you think. And I think sometimes we can forget because we're always on to the next goal. And I found myself going down this too. I was like, oh, I got the one bedroom. Should I have gotten the two? 
Like, you know, this is where my brain is. And I'm like, Kara, calm down. Like you have the most insane like, apartment ever. Like people would die to be in. Why are you feeling like it's not enough already? And we just, I think it's a blessing and a curse to be so motivated as a woman sometimes or a man. I mean, I think this goes both ways, but I think especially as a woman, it's, you know, it's like addictive. Success is very addictive. You want more and you can get into the mode where we want more. And I think it's really important to be driven and always be thinking of the next goal. But I think we need to really, truly step back. And one of the things I love to do, and I tell my clients to do this, like the beginning of every year, even the halfway mark. And this was like a big thing that I learned in corporate America, like a performance review of yourself. Mm -hmm. And my spin on that is not really a performance review where I'm like rating myself, but like a a celebration list. Because in performance reviews at MTV, they would list all of your like wins, you know, like, oh, you did this, you did that. And you'd have to list it for yourself. And then your boss would rate it. So like make a list of everything you've accomplished. We're at the top of 2023. Look back at 2022 for whoever's listening right now that's feeling like they don't celebrate themselves and make a list of everything you did last year that was badass, you know, that you're proud of, that you're excited about. And I think when we come from that place of like, look at what I've done as opposed to look at what I still need to do, it's a very different feeling. Ugh, I First of all, I am so happy that you said all of that because I think a lot of people don't celebrate those small wins. And being a New Yorker myself, I know that we're, we have tunnel vision. Yes. It's our culture. It's our culture. It's, it's this, it's this, it's, and it is so important to celebrate those moments. And I'm glad that you stepped back when you've got this incredible apartment now and like, just step back and be like, Kara, like, look what you've accomplished. Like, this is, this is huge. Yeah. So I hope that everybody that's listening is really taking that moment because it is true. And even the small things, like even if you're still at the very start and all you did was like buy a domain for your website or set up your Instagram page or get a newsletter going like a podcast, whatever, hire a coach, like celebrate that. You know, we all start somewhere and we keep going bigger and bigger, but like you definitely need to acknowledge everything. And I think it's important also when you're, because I think you're, you're one person that shares on social media and you share the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. of entrepreneurship of your life. And I think that is also important as well, because like, I think, yeah. you know, if you're living that highlight reel, no one's going to be able to relate late to you. Right. And oh. I think that's, I think that's why you've become so, so successful where you're at is because you are relatable. You are sharing those moments. So I guess my, my final question for you is again, with everything that you've accomplished, like what, and you, and like, you look at your family, like what, what is that legacy that you want to leave? You know, I think that I want to like, I want like whoever comes after me, whether it's like my family, my friends, my clients, my community, I just want them to all know that like everything is possible and your past doesn't define your future. Mm -hmm. I think we get very caught up in stories that we tell ourselves like, oh, this happened to me or that happened to me, or I'm fucked up from this childhood or this, or my parents never had that. But like you get to create whatever reality you want. You know, I read something once and it really stuck with me. It was like at any given moment of any day, there are two completely different parallel universes going on. You know, there's a universe and I'm kind of like rephrasing this because she was talking about relationships, but there's a universe where people are struggling and people feel like they're never going to get ahead and people feel like they just accept, you know, it, I hate that saying it is what it is. I, mm-hmm. I hate that statement so much. It like makes me so angry because I'm like, no, it's actually not. Um <laughs> But then there's another universe where people are going out there and doing impossible things and doing things that like look like they could never be done. So like, I want to encourage people to tap into that, 
you know, that world where everything is possible. Truly, like the, the, like the sky's the limit. I know it sounds so cliche, but it's true. Like you can do things that be the first in your family to go. You can be the first person out of your friend's group to go and do these things. And, you know, just like trust and get lost, like fantasize. I think like, I want people to know, like, it's okay to fantasize. I think your imagination is, it is the most powerful manifestation tool. You got to work obviously, but the first step is to give yourself permission to use your imagination. So I think if I had to think of a legacy, like, yeah, that would be it for sure. And I love that. And I think that, do you do, do you, are, do you believe in the whole vision board, like doing those types of things too? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, whatever works for you. I used to be big on vision boards. I haven't done them lately, but I have different tools that I use all the time. So mm-hmm. like one of the tools that I just have always loved is visualization. Mm-hmm. So I like kind of think of like a movie in your mind of how you want something to go an interaction to go a launch to go, you know, like whatever it is that you are wanting to create and cultivate in your life, like picture it happening in your brain, like a movie scene and, and imagine it like happening to you and like, just meditate on that and let yourself kind of get lost in that. And it really does work out. And I think if it doesn't work out exactly as you plan, it usually works out better, which is kind of like a fun mm-hmm. place to be into. And I know that my listeners are going to want to like reach out to you, want to connect with you, maybe want to like do things that you're, you got going on. So please share everything and put it all in the show notes, like and any, you know, programs you have going on, like all that type of stuff. Thank you. Yeah. So my podcast is called Style Your Mind. Um, So that's like a great place to start if you just want to get to know me a little bit better. And if you want to work with me, I have a lot of things going on at all different times of the year, different programs. So if you go to my website, which is simple, it's the diet.com and you go to the coaching tab, courses tab, it'll show you. I've got wait lists for all the programs. I've got a couple things I'm about to launch actually today, self-published, which is um a big self-publishing program that I do. Yeah. So hopefully when this, whenever this goes live, you can either get in on that program. We're going to leave it open for a little while. Um, and then I've got like a personal branding course that I do. I've got a podcast course that I'm launching soon. So lots of good stuff to dig into, but I would definitely jump on my, those wait lists or my email list at the very least at the champagne Please guys, like if you're listening, please connect with Kara. She's just, she's just an incredible person. Truly, truly. She's done so much. And I know that if, if you reach out to her, she's going to reach back right back out to you and connect with you. So Kara, again, thank you so much for taking the time to just sit with me and chat and talk to my listeners. I really, really appreciate you so much. Oh, thank you, Danielle. It was great. I loved it. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And you guys, if you love this episode, please share, tag us. We'll share share it on social media. We'll show you some love. But again, thank you so much. Guys, I'm super excited to announce that I just launched an online clothing boutique called Bella Mel Boutique in honor of my sister who passed away from cancer. The clothing in there right now is incredible. The wholesalers that I'm that I'm going to have in there, I'm being very strategic. Um, they're going to be very special, near and dear to my heart as well. So please check out the website, bellamelboutique.com and check the Instagram page, Bellamel Boutique. And I can't wait for you guys to see it.